Dance Masters, the podcast. I'm only listening if you get people chatting music with DJs behind the music. Chatting music with DJs behind the music. I'm James Blonde and welcome to the Dance Masters podcast where we dig a little deeper with the superstars of UK dance. We ask all our guests a series of questions and hope for a series of different answers to find out what's going on behind the scenes and what makes them tick. So if there's anything you want to ask on future shows, just get in touch and let us know. You're listening to Dance Masters and I've got to say, I really don't know where to start with tonight's guest. Under his previous guise, he'd already had huge international success as half of Fats and Small. Playing to 85 countries with four appearances on Top of the Pops, he later joined forces with fellow producer and longtime collaborator Jimmy Gomez to form Freemasons. With a further six UK Top 40 hits and over 80 remixes covering the who's who in the world of music, from Beyonce to Kylie, Whitney to Paloma, it's not just divas and amazing record sales stats. Tonight's guest is one of the industry's most exciting DJs and producers, here to tell us more, we welcome Freemasons Russell Small to Dance Masters. Wow. Hello, James. When you hear it like that, it's quite mad. <laughs> well, I've got to say, I am exhausted just from the introduction there. Oh, brilliant. Your discography is ridiculously outrageous. Please tell me you roam around with your chest puffed out in a tight tee with the word daddy emblazoned across the front. Go I'm on. afraid not. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. I'm a little bit more reserved than that, I think. And yeah, I'm not really a, a chest puffer. Okay, well, I'll wind my neck in a little bit on this one then. You've been insanely busy over the last 30 years. I worked out I could do at very least a 24-hour DJ set just to your tunes without any repeat. Is the one track or remix that you're most proud of? Um, I'm proud of a lot of them, actually. My favourite to do, just because it was a turning point in the way that me and James did things, and that was mesmerised Faith Evans. We changed the way we were making tracks and we tried a new method. Yeah, that was a turning point and it was such a good song. It's just upbeat and it lends them sort of Motown hits. All the little instrumentation and the little guitar flicks and the piano, you know, it was just for us, you know, that's, um, that's the way we wanted to do it. And you've touched on it there. You know when you're listening to a Freemasons track because of the nuances and the amount of layers that are there. When you hear a Freemasons track, you know it's a Freemasons track, don't you? See, that was the change with the Faith Evans thing. You know, it's the layering and the micro-editing of things to different sounds firing off of certain rhythms. I've not been working with James now for six years. He does the work of five people. For me to get back up to that level again, it's been a, it's been a long, hard road. <laughs> it takes five times as long, but you get five times the paycheck, my friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Has there ever been an artist that you've worked with where you've gone into fanboy mode? No, not at all. It's, it's a funny, funny situation we were in, in the fact that we were locked away in our studio in Brighton, away from the rest of the world, and it just couldn't really comprehend how huge you know the stuff we were doing had become so you got to faith evans mesmerized and thought this is the sound that we're going for this will be the template we'll use moving forward up until that point was it you honing the freemason sound yeah we were probably the busiest remixes around but we were very picky about what we did we did a couple for favors but mostly we were we were very picky so you go out you do a massive gig absolutely smashed it at a top time what do you do after is it a hotel and bath or do you stick around and party? Uh, it all depends. It all depends where it is, if I've got friends there, if I've got to get up early for a flight. I mean, before I used to just kick on through. <laughs> but I think those days have gone a little bit, I think. I briefly touched on the introduction about your work with Fats and Small. 
How does the Freemason sound differ to projects that you worked with previously? The Freemason sound changed basically with all the layers. And the thing is, it hit us early on to do that. It was just after, you know, loving my mind really and watching because watching sounds different um, you know love of my mind is technically a sample but then after that we were working with live parts from big artists and it gives you a little bit more freedom we had jason on the show recently and he mentioned as part of fats of small you regretted not remixing backstreet boys as freemasons is there anyone you've turned down that you wish you hadn't or one that got away <laughs> the one that got away i mean the one that's most talked about is the fact that we turned down madonna but i don't regret it because the record wasn't right for us and that's the way we we saw it it was no disrespect to her it was just the fact you know we weren't into the track you know i'm going to use that as a soundbite don't you russell small from freemasons turns down madonna and i'll just leave it that ambiguous <laughs> Yeah, they couldn't understand. You know, we turned down Leona Lewis as well, Bleeding Love. For us, it just didn't work because it was technically a ballad and um, it was a massive record, but I don't think the dance mixes were that good. You know, there's obviously a few records that I missed out on in that time. You know, we did Deja Vu and Moto Blanco did um, Mary J. Blige. I'd love to have done Mary J. Blige. (laughs) Now the world's opening up again. What are you most looking forward to? Getting a record out. (laughs) We've got a track out in um, June called Sentimental featuring Sean Evans from Cochine. Oh, Sean, yes. Interviewed her a few times on the show. Yeah, I've been waiting two years to release it. It's crazy. So I'm looking forward to getting that out and um, got some things in the pipeline that are very, very positive, which I can't talk about at the moment because they're not confirmed. But um, yeah, everything's moving forward for for when we get released. Well, I'll definitely get you back on the show when you can talk about those. Yeah. But on a personal level, do you have a favourite DJ of all time? <sighs> yeah, Carl Cox. And that's it, Carl Cox. Carl's a very good friend of mine and he happens to be the most amazing DJ, the most versatile DJ that I know. And he's a lovely guy. So that's why he's probably my favourite. Hey, you're preaching to the converted here. And at this point in the show, we ask our guests, what's in your box? It's where we try and find out musically what makes you tick. So to kick off, is there a signature record or a go-to tune that defines your sound? Yeah, probably Beyonce. Deja Vu, I would have thought. Once again, I'll tip my hat to that one. It's just a fabulous, fabulous remix. And just kicking back on what we were talking about earlier about your remixes. They sound so grand from a DJ's point of view. There's no opportunity to mix in or mix out. You have to play the full track, don't you? Yeah, that is done like that on purpose. (laughs) Because it always gets bigger at the end. But the beauty of it is, as a DJ, it gives you a chance to get a look. Yeah, you have, yeah. I mean, you know, there's not really spaces. To, you know, some DJs before the main breakdown, there's a middle eight mix where you can mix out of, but we tend not to do them. And I also liked very much what you did with the Kelly Rowland track. Yeah, we would, we'd never done anything that slow, 106 BPM, and sort of more in an R&B style. It was, it was something new. And also did it as a 124, then slowed it down in the middle so effectively doing two tracks yeah it was amazing to see how that just grew you know worldwide it was huge and when you find a record like that that's not only massive on the house and club floors but huge on the urban and r&b scene as well and your version is the one that most radio stations are playing more than the original that has got to be a great feeling yes oh god yeah 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 i mean we went to america went to new york and we invited into sony and we sat down with Amanda Ghost, chairman or CEO or whatever it was at the time. You know, Amanda was telling us that um, it went to number one in 16 different countries, our version. 
being in our studio, these these things don't really sink in. And especially when they're other people's tracks. If it's your track, you know, you're hearing all the things that are going on and the chart positions. But us, you know, we do the remix and then we, we're on to the next thing. So, you know, you, you miss all the hype. Yeah, I guess you do, really. And with the amount of hype that surrounded that track, you could have charged them double. Yeah, we could have charged double for a lot of things. <laughs> I'm sure you could have. <laughs> so as an avid music lover and a record collector, can you remember way, way back to a very young Russell as to what the first record you bought was? Oh, um, it was embarrassing. <laughs> um, now, listen, I want you to be totally honest with this. Don't give me any false I'm, I'm just trying to think. It was. I think it was something like... The Bay City Rollers or something like that. And I was, oh no, I think it was um, Jimmy Osmond, I think, when I was about f- four or five. Wow. Yeah, I think, yeah, Jimmy Osmond was first track. Yeah, I was into a bit of Elvis and The Sweet when I was growing up. And then when I was about 10, Night Flight to Venus, the um, Boney M album was a big inspiration. So, yeah. Does Russell Small have a secret guilty pleasure track? No, <laughs> no, it's old age again. I love a bit of ABBA. So, um, yeah, I had a next door neighbour. I used to go around her house and listen to her ABBA album all the time. Yeah, this is when I was about 11, 12. So, yeah, ABBA is probably my guilty pleasure. And do you have a treasured piece of vinyl that you would never, ever let go? Uh, the original turnaround on Bush. The Bush Records one, blue sticker on the vinyl. Yeah. I have one of those sitting right here. I mean, it's just the sentimental thing with me. So from old school to new, what are you currently listening to? Uh, myself. <laughs> I'm listening to myself a hell of a lot at the moment. I do listen with uh, my partner. We listen to Giles Peterson and, you know... Uh, Giles is smashing it at the moment. Yeah, yeah, he's good. I mean, I'm not into what he plays out. I like it a little bit more punchier, but it's nice for me. It's great to listen to on the radio. I know you said there's stuff in the pipeline that we can't discuss, but are there any new tunes we can be talking about or anything we should be watching out for or Freemason productions or remixes we can plug? No, we've got the sentimental thing with Dino, who I've been working with, Dino Zaras, who's a big trance DJ. So um, we've joined together and he's doing disco with me. But yeah, we've got sentimental out in June and then I'm just working on something at the moment, but I can't mention it because it hasn't been accepted yet by the record companies. So, so yeah, you know, I'd love to talk about it because I mean, I'm very enthusiastic at the moment about it, but yeah, I have to... Loose lips sink ships, I think, the, the sentence is. <laughs> it's very, very true, but I'll be totally honest with you, Russell. I could go anorak for hours sitting here and about old stories and the good old days and going geek on studio techniques. So no doubt, if it's okay with you, I'll be calling on your services again. Russell, thanks for stopping by. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Cheers, James. That wraps up the show for this week. And if you like what you've heard and you fancy adding some tunes into the mix, why not check out the full two-hour show with an exclusive mix from tonight's guest. Joining us on the next episode, Dave Pierce. Thanks for listening to the show. Join us back here next Friday on Dance Masters. And don't forget to hit the link to subscribe. Dance Masters, the podcast. I'm only listening if you get people chatting music with DJs behind the music. Chatting music with DJs behind the music.